0: Hello and welcome to the New York Pages podcast in partnership with Inside the Rink. I'm your host, Jacob Berkowitz, and I'm alongside your co-host, Shragi. We'll be talking with our guests, which is Vegas Fever Pod. That is our guest for this week. We'll be talking to them about how Vegas is salary cap problems. You know, maybe the Rangers could take advantage of that and steal a player from or two, you know, for uh, a trade that, you know, doesn't cost them so much. Maybe it's a rental like Riley Smith or a long-term player like William Carlson. You never know. We'll be talking to them about, you know, what would it take to get these players, how Vegas is doing over there with a lot of injuries and such. Well, a quick word from our show sponsor, and we'll get right to it. And now a quick word from our show sponsor and friends of Inside the Rink, BetUS. BetUS has your NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines for their 27th year live betting. Sign up for Bet com with promo code ring for a 125% sign up bonus again use promo code ring for your 125% sign up bonus play with the proven mainstay of the industry bet us you bet you win you get paid bet US.com. and we are back and we're with our guests from the Vegas Fever Pod guys say hello hey how are you So, um, as we know, you guys are heavily in Vegas sports. That's like your whole brand. Uh, We wanted to bring you on today because, obviously, there are rumblings that, you know, with Jack Jack Eichel coming back, with Martinez, all that. They're going to have to, you know, remove some players from the equation because there's not a lot of cap space to be had there. So, uh, what can you tell us about players? Who do you believe will be on the out?
1: Well, we've talked about well first off, thank you for having us um, oh, of course, I want to say course, that course. first and foremost uh it's always good to appear on other podcasts um, what we think we've talked about this mm-hmm. multiple times actually every week for the past uh <laughs> maybe every show um, we know we we could pretty much pinpoint this for a fact based off of of, of numbers because it's really all about math. Y- Vegas is, you know, 10 million in that range uh, on the wrong side of the cap. So if you think about it, you know, they signed Alec Martinez to a deal before the year because they didn't want Alec Martinez to leave. He hasn't played since November. Uh, I mean, that's obviously, a, you know, an attractive piece. They just got Evgeny uh, uh, Dodonov. And he's been one of Vegas's Mm -hmm. better players and he's in that conversation. And so is Riley Smith, obviously an original, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, know, an original misfit, you know, on that line with, you know, with Carlson and uh, Jonathan Marshall. those three come to mind um, and it's not a secret, you know, it's funny when Eichel was traded to Vegas, I I knew it was Alex Tuck that's that was very easy it was easy because you had a link to buffalo being from western new york and it, it made sense position wise peyton Krebs also made sense uh i i was talking about this a couple of weeks before the deal those three guys smith uh dodonov and alec martinez uh, probably maybe two of them uh, i don't know exactly what you know uh Kelly McCrimmon, the general manager of the Vegas Golden Knights and George McPhee, you know, president of hockey operations, what they're going to do, but they're going to need to do something. And uh, that's that's coming. And everybody knows it.
2: Right. I mean, <sighs> you know, I I I really, you know, read up, you know, when I when I saw that these things are that they're going to have a lot of players available. Um, and what I did notice is that the has. Scored clutch goals. Uh, I remember he had that overtime winner against uh, Dallas. Um, But he had a problem with consistency. But, you know, he still has 14 points in 31 games uh, that he's played this season. It's about a half a point per game, a little bit under. Mm -hmm. Um, But he is a 5 million cap hit, which is not good uh, for what he's doing. You know what I mean? He's really a low-liner player. And, you know, the Rangers right now, if you look at what they're really interested in, uh, this is possibly a great fit in the fact that they do need possibly low liners if LeFarnier is good in that top six. But my question to you, um, I know you mentioned, you know, Marsha saw and and Smith and Dodonoff, uh, but with five million, you still have at least more money that you need to get off. Are they willing to part with Brian uh, with uh, Brady McNabb?
1: Uh, they just signed Brady McNabb to an extension, which means absolutely nothing. That's no. what we know. We I mean, they signed him doing an extension. So you think that you can go buy a house and a car and everything else with, with, see with Vegas, you can't do that because management will turn on, will turn you into a trade piece quicker than you can, than you can say it. Uh, and it's truth. We've seen it over and over again. McNabb is a really good defensive piece for Vegas and they wanted to lock him up. But I mentioned this to Paula on our last show or the, maybe even the show before just because they, they signed him to an extension doesn't mean that he's safe in Vegas. It actually makes him more valuable as a trade piece because now he's got three years on his term. So now he's not, Now it's not one of those things where he, he's a rental for a half a year, for, for, for three, four months. Now he's, he's yours. So if the Rangers make a deal for you know Braden McNabb included, you get him for three years after this year which is fantastic. I make a point about Riley Smith going to the Rangers because of the connection with Gerard Gallant. My point with that is he was also in Florida with Gerard Gallant. And, and, and that's something that Paula mentioned to me the other week as well, is that there's history there. You know, Gerard knows that Riley Smith is a fantastic player and he does go cold but he's always doing things that won't get on the stat sheet, you know, if he's not scoring or assisting on goals. That's something that I look for. Uh, the Rangers could go after Dodonov um, if they wanted to. He's a really good piece on the power play because if you think about it for Vegas, he because he can play in that bumper slot or he could play um, pretty much anywhere, it frees up a guy like Mark Stone. And when Mark Stone is actually healthy and playing on the ice, it's been troubling, but it, but it has happened at certain points. Dodonov freeing up stone on the power play is it, it's just been really, really good for Vegas. Cause they, they went over 18 or 19 to start the year. And now they're like right in the middle of the pack in the NHL, which is a win for, a, 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 you know, beyond greatest proportions because they were, they're horrible on the power play and we can go back to the playoffs last year it was just so bad. It, it it can give people nightmares. So, you know, any one of those guys would be good for the Rangers and Gerard Gallant knows a few of them. So. so right. I mean, <laughs> Oh
0: yeah. So sorry, Sharky. I just want to ask, speaking of Riley Smith, obviously there's that connection with Gallant in Florida and Vegas. What would he bring to the Rangers? Like there's a lot of questions right now because Lafreniere is emerging now because he's finally actually been given a shot who knew. Um, and Saying if Riley Smith, like there are a lot of players that need top six roles in order to succeed. Is Riley Smith a guy you could just plug on the third line and he'd still, you know, produce or he needs that time?
1: Yes, absolutely. I think some nights Riley Smith should be on the third line permanently. And that's, you know, with this team. So Pete DeBoer, you know, the coach for Vegas, he doesn't like to, he likes to shuffle the lines, but he likes to keep, you know, the misfit line together. And that's the way it's been since since you know since day one year one, and even after the coaching change, they tried to move around those guys, but they all play so well together. It, it would interest me if Riley Smith wasn't surrounded by Carlson and Marsh. how he would do on a third line? But some some weeks, I think he's a third line player, and that's nothing against him because there are plenty of great third line players, and, and I think that you know sometimes he's just one of them
2: got it pretty true (laughs) i mean it's really i'm i'm very into this whole chemistry thing um and the question really is over here is that you know riley smith it you know being the being if he if the rangers do trade uh for him and and and, you know, they uh, they give you guys back a pretty good deal for him because he's going to be worth more than a lot of the other players you're going to trade away. I mean, the Donoff will be worth something, but nothing like Riley Smith for who he is. He has been, I think, a little bit more well, successful. The Donoff has
0: more term, but the problem is he's overly expensive with this flat cap. You know, it might not be so enticing.
2: Correct. So I'm saying that the, the one thing that I I look in Riley Smith and I say, You know, you know, you come to a Rangers team where, you know, you play pretty well. And let's say Lafarnier is not doing well. I think, uh, Jacob, you would agree that Gallant would move you up.
0: Oh, 100 percent, especially if it's like one of his, you know, one of his guys, as he puts it. Riley Smith would come in here like whenever uh, the Rangers would have like good rookies coming up and they play well that game. It doesn't matter. Gallant will go to back to his veterans because those are his guys. I believe immediately he will become one of those guys for Gallant because he knows him. Um, and I think that's why he would be successful possibly. possibly. Right. I think the reason that also is so enticing is because he's a free agent. And what what do you believe that he would, I, I, I know it'd be a good package, but I don't think, you know, it's out of the ballpark King's ransom type of a trade package.
1: What would it take to possibly land Riley Smith? Uh, money, a whole lot of it because <laughs> Vegas doesn't have it. And it's not really about players. Now, minor league pieces. With some money and a draft pick, might get it done. I'm not going to lie, but Vegas, for the third year in a row, is up against the cap because they bit off more than they can chew. Uh, so you know if, uh, if there's a fat envelope with some money in it, I, I think that Vegas would take it. I mean, look at what they did you know with Ryan Reeves, case in point. They gave, and flurry and flurry and, and flurry, and, and and that's a really good point is that they gave these guys away. They gave them away. They gave away the heart and soul of their team and, and and the heart and soul again of their team, basically. Two guys with tremendous, amazing personality, so colorful, really, really good in the community, really, really good to Vegas, really good for everybody. They just gave them away. So who's to say they don't do that again? I mean, if, if, if the New York Rangers or any other team comes calling with – With a deal that basically takes the ten million that the Golden Knights are over the cap off the books for them, they might just jump.
2: Right, it's it's not out of the realm. Right, I mean, like, sorry for cutting you off, but um, I think that you could like really back this up to. I mean, what we what we have seen from these teams, you know, up until. Uh, Up until the break, I mean, the Rangers right now did not expect at the beginning of the season. I mean, you could you could ask Jacob and I, we both did not expect this good of a of a thing. You know, we're Ranger fans. You know, we never look at it to be like, oh, yeah. So this is going to continue. And it has continued, you know, and there's some great bright spots. And if you look at also the Golden Knights, there's some fantastic bright spots for them. They skate up and down the ice. I mean, it's very hard to keep up with them. They play 60 minutes, you know, they play pretty hard and they they have pretty good depth and the Rangers do not have that depth. And that's really where the Rangers need to, you know, build up. And since that is true and you, you know, your, your, your golden Knights are in a situation like that. I really feel like you guys have to look in the system of the Rangers, and say, Rangers and say, who's that rookie? Who's that person? That's a cheap person that the Rangers right now you know they're not putting him up there because they're trying to win those games they're they're in a situation where they're not really interested in just working on the rookies but you know what he comes over here he's right away a piece you know
1: right no that's absolutely true i i'd like to i'd like to bring over my wife at this point for a, for a small segment that i'll i'll call <laughs> she predicted that the rangers were going to be good and she only said that really she Real. only said that because of Gerard Gallant. That's why, because they had so much luck in the first year with Gerard Gallant in Vegas. It was wow. it was like lightning in a bottle. She also now we also thought that Seattle would be a lot better than they were. But you know we don't God, need to talk about God, that. Really.
2: <laughs> well, I know, I, well been, we been been thought we, you know we
1: thought that Gerard Gallant would go to Seattle. What, he got two interviews there, and we were like, boom, this is done. Right? Okay. So well, they were waiting they on, on Gerard Gallant. The Rangers.
0: That's why they were, yeah. that's
1: why the Rangers didn't sign him right away.
0: They interviewed him and waited and it was because right. they were waiting on Ron Braddmore what's he doing cuz that, that was their pick. But I mean uh,
1: I'm, yeah. I mean for Vegas to have to play this guy 8 times a year would just would just would just kill me because you know because they lose. You know they would lose because that's what happens when you play a coach that you sent away, you lose because it's it's called karma. Well, speaking of ex-, ex players and coaches, how's our legendary Brett Howden doing over there? Oh yeah. I'm very happy to be wrong about this. I said many times on our show that Brett Howden's not going to win you a a darn thing. And, you know, I was right for a little bit, but then I was wrong. And, and and, you know, and I'm happy that I was wrong because he's been really good. He was the star of the week uh, for the Golden Knights last week. Um, I tweeted that out at, at, you know, at you guys. I only tweeted that at you because you had mentioned that you wanted to speak about him and it was right after. So I was like, oh, look at this. So I tweeted that out, at, you know, toward you guys. He's been really good. I think he has eight goals now, seven or eight. He has just been a, a piece that Pete DeBoer cannot take off the ice. He could put him on the third line. He's been on the first line for a little bit. He's been on the fourth line. He's he's a spark and energy for for Vegas, and they've needed it because you mentioned that Vegas plays hard in sixty minutes. And I will say that they play hard, but there is times when the Golden Knights have these lulls. It's happened since day one, year one, where they don't play well. It's usually the second period. They'll come out. When they
2: decide them to
1: show them. Exactly. So they they come out and they're like, boom, first period. We're you know we're hot and heavy first ten minutes, first you know twelve minutes then they decide that they're not going to play anymore and you know that's when things don't go well and they've got to pick it back up in the third period i don't know what it is it doesn't matter who's on the ice it doesn't matter who's behind I mean, the bench i mean some
2: of that here in new york i mean our first periods are like going to sleep and then our second and third is like oh my gosh here's our team i think it's like warm-ups the first period <laughs> yeah the first periods are like uh, like literally they're just like watching other teams skate around them i mean we could use some of that first period over there
1: I mean, I don't really know why that is. I guess it's really hard when you play 82 games, you know, and these guys are on the road a lot. And, you know, we don't really factor in a lot of what, what they go through uh, personally and professionally. And I think it's, it it's really difficult to get up for a game, you know, in December or in February, you know, when you're playing maybe not the best competition or even when you are, you know, I mean, That's what makes the playoffs unlike any other uh, in the NHL is because everything is so edge of your seat. Everything is so this could be it. You need everybody to be on the top of their game, you know, and New York has been a really good team for just about majority of the year. They got off to an amazing start and of course they play in a really difficult division and a difficult conference the east this year is a beast it is the better conference metro atlantic they are both better uh, colorado out west is the is is leaps and bounds even ahead of the golden knights i think they're like 10 or 12 points clear of the golden knights it's insane i think the stanley cup goes to the east this year unless someone out west wakes up and i'd really love it to be vegas but
2: I mean, you guys have... Eichel you, helps. I, I, yeah, Eichel definitely helps. Yes, for I mean, sure. Like, you guys, I really am very curious because um, I don't, I, you know, I don't dive deep into their team, but I know that you've had, like, Alec Martinez, who's barely played games. Max Petro yeah. already has barely played games. Uh, you've had injury problems. Um, your goalies have not been a problem. But, like, my, my curiosity is, like, you know, because you're trying to, you know, really get yourself that space and you're also at the same time trying to bring in players to really boost your team and you have spaces you need to, you need to fill. Um, You know, it's really hard to, you know, work the two of them. Um, And I'm very curious, like what, what is it like when you have players like Pacioretty and Martinez who have been the core in the past, just not being able to stay healthy?
1: It's frustrating and disappointing. disappointing. And that's a really good one. There's a lot of, not not great feelings. Not surprising at this point. No, n- no, really? no, absolutely not. And, and uh, in fact, today, they just put Zach Whitecloud, they had to put Whitecloud on the injured reserve because he broke a bone in his foot.
2: Oh, man. And
1: oh, man. he's been really good for Vegas. So it seems like, you know, two steps forward, five steps back. You get a guy, another guy goes out. Alec Martinez took a freak skate in the face, and he, you know, in on November, and you haven't seen him since. Patrick, he'll come back, Stone will go out, Right
2: right Um, i mean i I mean i mean by the way i'm sorry for cutting you off um do you know i i play fantasy hockey i'm on this you know in the same league as jacob i've had patch already and white cloud just saying i've had all three of them and each one of them
1: them plays you know Um,
2: (laughs) i know but like that's i had patch he he came on and did well i traded him away boom he got injured I had Marsha, so he he's done pretty well. I had uh I've had White Cloud, boom, he's injured. I mean <laughs> it's been fun.
1: I mean, the best thing you could do is keep platooning players in and out because you're gonna get injuries. So the best thing to do is keep just shuffling them and and hope for the best. It's it's just a mess. You know, just survive you think that until nothing really happens. I mean, you think that nothing really goes on with a guy. I mean, he takes a puck off the foot and he's out for six weeks with a broken foot. It's just it, it it's crazy. And it's 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 been pretty bad this year in the NHL and Vegas has had their fair share and bringing Eichel in will not hurt. (laughs) Don't, don't get, you know, don't get me wrong. Jack Eichel is going to need time to mesh and gel with this team. Everybody thinks everybody in Vegas and, you know, and and Vegas Knights nation is just like, this guy's going to come in and we're going to win the cup. You're absolutely right. But they're absolutely wrong because even Look, it took Pacceretti a little while to get going. Alex Petrangelo took a while to get going. Mark Stone kind of hit the ground running a little bit, but he's had his troubles. You you need a little bit of time to gel with your teammates, and practice doesn't replicate game speed. So it's gonna take a little bit. Vegas is gonna have, you know, the rest of this month, March, April, May. I mean, the season is, you know, they delayed it because of the Olympics a month. They actually get some of those games back that were, you know, that were rescheduled. So the season is a little bit longer this year because of that. But I think that people are jumping the gun. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing if Vegas doesn't win the West or Vegas is like the last team in or the second to last team in because they play better on the road. That's something that's really interesting about this team. They are a better road team than they are at T-Mobile Arena. And and your T-Mobile Arena is scary. <laughs> Mobile Arena is scary, but teams are getting a little bit more comfortable playing there because once you get past the pregame festivities and, and the loudness of the first few minutes, I mean, honestly, between that and Vegas stopping their play and not really performing great at the end of the first period, early second period, they're allowing teams to get back into games. They were up 3 nothing on Pittsburgh uh, about a month ago, and they blew that game. That's something we've seen often the last few years, and it's, you know, it's alarming. I mean, obviously Vegas first four years of their existence, Stanley Cup final, two conference finals, you know, they, they don't have the cup and the window and, 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 and everybody, people like to laugh at this, but the windows closing and it always is, but it's closing on Vegas faster because of the moves that they've made aggressively the last couple of years, they're going to pay for that in a couple of years. In three to five years, you could be looking at a team that's very, that's very middle of the pack in the NHL, really hurt by the moves that they made and the money they spent and the draft picks they sent away. Um, Nick Suzuki in the Max Pacioretty deal, um, Brandstrom in the Ottawa deal, Uh, for Stone, and then, uh, you know, Cody Glass, Um, they could really be hurt. And I think that Vegas fans are spoiled too. And I don't want to say this negatively, because Vegas fans are great. I waited my whole life for a team, you know, but they really think that year one is like every year, and a couple of years where you suck won't hurt this franchise in my opinion. So
0: um, going back to <laughs> trades and all that, just quickly, um, one person I wanted to mention um, in this podcast, I know like at first, maybe like it sounds, it does not make sense at all, but I was looking at like cap friendly and the Rangers situation. The thing with the Rangers is, is that a lot of, there's a lot of moving pieces because they don't know if Ryan Strom's coming back next year. Uh, they are talks They're in talks with him about an extension. However, you know, he could, you know, cap himself out. He could be too much and he might have to move on. So it's the concept of of that. Maybe they get a guy that plays wing and center, or maybe they got get a guy this year that plays center that plays third line and next year plays second line. A guy who was very interested in is because he's played with Gallant and he's had his best season with Galant is William Carlson. Um, he's obviously got like what a $4.5 million cap hit or something like that. I know the it, it's around, the, it, it's
1: in that neighborhood, yeah.
0: Right. So I know Chandler Stevenson's playing amazing, and I know that, yes. you know, Jack Eichel's coming back. Does it, I, for the Vegas, does it really justify having a guy like that on your third line when you have cap issues? Maybe get out and get a cheaper guy. So with the Rangers having questions with Strom, and, you know, Will and Carson, I don't think he's going to have this much goals, a 40 goal season he had under on. I don't think he's going to do that, but I think, you know, his best was undergone on. It makes sense that, you know, if anyone's going to, you know, get to a 30 goal season again, it'd be him. Um, you know, is that, is that something that's a possibility of William Carlson moving?
1: It's absolutely a possibility. Now, before we go any further, my wife loves William Carlson. Okay. Uh-huh. And so does, so does Las Vegas. Okay. William Carlson, has been a staple of the Golden Knights since day one. He had a really good season. What was it? 42? Yeah. 42 goals like in year one. I think the second season was 26 or 28, but he really, ha- he really hasn't replicated the magic that he did in year one. And I think that because Vegas now it's a possibility, Vegas is going to be heavy in centerman. Um, like, you know, like you just mentioned and I don't think it's out of the realm for them to do it because the the last couple of years he's act he's like he's like I don't want to say he's not special but he's just normal you know he's he hasn't he's a really solid player he's a guy that Columbus didn't want didn't develop and and, and that's shame on them because. He took that to heart and good for him. But well, they had torts there, so it's not easy, especially. Uh, That guy is such a jerk. Okay. I mean, uh, I mean, we could probably do like a whole show on how much we could, yeah, we could go like two hours about that. And I know that he was in New York for a number of years, but that guy is, I mean, he's an analyst and he sucks. Okay. And oh, his comment on the zegras goal, man. Oh, my God. I mean, I mean, he just doesn't like good hockey, he just, he likes it his way. And that's part of the. That's why the guy won't stick anywhere anymore in the National Hockey League. But but what I was saying is that Carlson is absolutely tradable. I think anybody except for Mark Stone and Alex Petrangelo, because of the years and money, and and of course Eichel is is probably tradable. And it's not out of the realm. It would if I tell you if they trade William Carlson there will be a riot on the Las Vegas strip. There will be, it, it'll be, it'll be bad because that's how much in love. I mean, Flurry times a lot because he's beloved. So um, they better know what they're doing if they do that.
0: I I was about to say about Jonathan Marsh or so possibly, but again, with the problem with Strom is the Rangers don't have a lot of cap this year, uh, next year. Um, so if it's a winger, it would probably be a rental. And if it's a center, it'd probably be a, a long-term piece. If it's like a mix of a center and winger, it would also be a long-term piece. Because if the thing is, if you bring in Marcia, so um, and I believe it's a 5.5. If I'm not mistaken.
1: Uh, yeah. I believe him and uh, um, Alec Martinez are around the same.
0: Right. So that, if you bring him in, then you can't, if, in, and then you can't sign Strom, then you have no second line center. So that's why I don't think the Rangers, that's why I'm not like asking about that player because I thought about it over. Um, But in regards to you guys, like if we trade, if the Rangers trade for William Carlson um, or if the Rangers trade for Riley Smith, is there anyone that catches your eye on the Rangers in the prospect pool or like, and also what would it take to get like Carlson or I know we said Smith, but let's say hypothetically speaking, Marcia.
1: I'm not tremendously familiar with the, with, the prospect, with the prospect pool that you guys have. I'll be, I'll be very, very honest. But it's, it's going to be very difficult for Vegas to add people, even at minimum. Um, so it would probably be picks. I'm thinking cash and picks. But the thing is, is that Vegas isn't really – they're not – so they've given some picks away, um, but they've also gained – Um, in some deals recently i don't think they're worried about draft picks now they'll always take them i mean it's it's like cash you know you'll take it it works but vegas really needs space so that's what they're looking for and it's no secret and teams know it and this is the story with them for years so they're gonna need to get rid of somebody or two and receive Space. And I just think that's what it boils down to. Now, if something happens to Vegas where they need to use LTIR until the playoffs, well, let's say somebody gets hurt. Okay. I'll use my air quotes because this is something that I kind of threw out there. It's kind of a dumb idea, but it, it might have legs. If somebody, I don't know how the NHL feels about this, if somebody gets hurt, quote unquote, and they can't play, and they use the LTIR relief until the playoffs. How would that work? Probably not very well, because then Vegas will be putting themselves in a, in a horrible hole.
2: I mean, but, it depends also. Like, Well, there's no
1: cap for the playoffs, yeah, then no, you're good. Exactly. exactly. So he comes back, and you're good. But who is it, and for how long? I think that you're just going to end. You're going to see Vegas throw up their hands and give away a couple of pieces again. There's going to be outrage. I mean, and you're, uh, trying, to, and, you're uh,
2: trying to win a you're trying to win a cup here you know what i mean like you're not you're not just want you don't just want to like i know you have a problem with cap and you really have to figure that out but you're trying to win a cup over here i, I mean in this sense you you don't want to give away you know every piece so you have to really look at it and say well let's see maybe we're willing to you know uh, a person like the donov and and carlson are not people that are going to um that are really going to bring us there. And we have people to take that place with uh, Stevenson and Jan Mark and people like that. And, and Brett Howden has been good. And maybe you have to move Brett Howden up and give him like, uh, uh, put him on a higher line, whatever you do. It's crazy saying that though. I know. Right. Yeah. It really is. It's kind of
0: scary. He's absolutely terrible with us. Like, I I don't know if he
1: has the consistency.
0: I forget consistency. I didn't even know Brett Howland could play hockey up until this point when he went to Vegas. I just knew he could skate. That was it.
2: I mean, well, Jason, how much, how much are you giving away? How much are you giving away and saying, you know what, if we just get back, you know, two, two three picks from the Rangers and, a, and, you know, something very low value, you know, a, a rookie that's on a very small deal, how much are you giving away? Because just realize you need you – have, you, have, you have 10 million you need to get rid of. That's, that's not a small amount. Right.
1: And I don't, this is a really garbage position to be in, but something that I've learned about this organization is that they will do anything. And we've seen it because there have been about 15 plus members of the front office and the staff, you know, the, you know, the front office staff in Vegas that don't work there anymore. And that's a lot. And in addition to just letting players go for not much in return. Vegas rubs people the wrong way. And I've said this multiple times on different shows and our own. They don't care who you are. They don't care what they've given you. They don't care what you've done for them. There's no courtesy like with Flurry. There is none. They want to win the Stanley Cup and everybody else can go. And everybody else can swim up the river and that's exactly what they're about to do because they don't have a choice because they've bitten off more than they can chew financially cap wise they need to dump they need to dump somewhere someone somewhere is going to get hurt probably multiple people and then all the players will move on and say oh this is a business and let's go win the stanley cup and when they and let's say they don't then what then what because you've got the same guys you probably can't really make a whole bunch of moves next year, not unless the cap goes up tremendously, which it probably isn't. It'll go up a little bit. It's not going to go up a lot, like one million, couple... right? Exactly. So, what does that do for you? What do you? I mean, who are you? I mean, you're going to sign. You sign another Brett Howden. Good for you. Okay. I don't but... need that. I'd rather not. I mean, I just this game of of chicken with the cap is going to burn them and it kind of already has in a way i mean we kind of
0: know it. what you're saying because in the like sorry friends, Rob. just when we were when the rangers were contenders with brian boyle keith yandel eric stall this stuff i remember Arx, those all, that teams, was later such, so that, that we also teams. were in this same problem like we had to lose yandel uh to free agency all of these things because we lost um carl Hagelin because of that that was brutal Um, all these things you got to like juggle pieces around and you know trading one or two of those guys maybe will and carson like we have a bunch of top prospects in the defensive area maybe uh, vegas would want that uh it's not a lot of cap and they're nhl ready uh or like a first round pick and even though you don't draft the first round just when the draft happens you trade them um so i think we're actually gonna stop there um um I I apologize. I I forgot. I'm so sorry. Um,
1: Jason and? Jason and Paula. So I'm at Vegas Fever Pod on Twitter. And then my wife is at The Golden Wife on Twitter. And uh, you can catch our podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We're everywhere.
0: Uh, Terrific, guys. Thank you. I'm sorry. Uh, Thank you so much for uh, listening. Um, And, yeah, we'll speak to you guys later. Thank you so much for coming on.
1: Thank you for having us, guys. All right.